Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bet you guys didn't know that about me. Husband Trophy winner sitting right here in the studio. Hey, it's Maggie and Perloff <laughs> right here on CBS Sports Radio. Well, the Cowboys don't play until Monday night, right? They play the Chargers. This yep. is going to be an interesting one. We're going to get a lot of offense, I would imagine, because Hopefully. Chargers' I mean, defense has not been exactly what the 49ers are putting out. Yeah, but the Cowboys' offense really has – most of their scoring has been on defense. The Cowboys are wearing all white, by the way, which should be a lot of fun. That that white uni. Yeah, I I do not know that we're going to get a lot of offense on that game Seriously, what is it, what have you seen in Dallas that makes you think they can be explosive? Well, the offense has come under scrutiny now, and we can add Super Bowl champion Richard Sherman to the list of detractors. He went off on CeeDee Lamb on Fox the other day, saying that CeeDee Lamb, not a number one wide receiver. Let's hear it. If you think he's a bona fide uh, uh, hey, lineup out there, one, then yeah, that's that's overrated because and I do. There, there are number ones in the league. So you're saying he's in a conversation with Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and Mike Evans. You're yes, saying he's in that yes, conversation? Yes, 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 in the conversation. Then, then you're not watching it. The conversation he's in mm. is with guys like Jalen Waddle, like Garrett Wilson Jr., Tyler Lockett, um, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin. Those, those guys, guys pretty good. those are really good guys. I'm not saying they're bad players. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's the cal- caliber of receivers that we're talking about. Yeah, I think that Sherman's right on here. Dead I, on. I don't think that this is necessarily a, a dig at him either. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is a two-time Pro Bowler, so clearly he's got, you know, he's respected and well-respected in this league, but... You know, I just look at, you know, as far as reception so far, he's 15th. Like, I think that's right about where he should be. I don't think anyone's confusing him for Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Well, last year he had he had a big season last year. But the whole offense had big seasons last yeah, year. They were but... like one of the top five offenses in the league. That's why getting rid of Kellen Moore, while you understood it to get rid of their offensive coordinator because they can't get past the 49ers, in some ways it kind of didn't make a lot of sense because they were putting up these big numbers. Here's the thing, and this actually, it's not really about CeeDee Lamb. It's more about Dak Prescott. When Dak Prescott drops back, he doesn't really, right now he does not really have a lot of safety outlets. It's really CeeDee Lamb or bust. Yep. But CeeDee Lamb is not like Stephon Diggs. He's not going to take it and go 80 yards. He just feels like more of a big possession receiver to me now. And he's not, look at the L of the plays. He's not that open. Like, is Dak ever throwing to really wide open guys? Not really. I think this is a, a much bigger picture than just Dak Prescott has problems. And I think that's what Richard Sherman was talking about. Like, it's not like Dak Prescott has all the weapons in the world at his disposal. Yeah, and I think it's funny, though, because when you're talking about this West Coast offense or the Texas Coast offense, 
You know, you'd think that C.D. Lamb would be a really great fit in an offense like that, you know? Well, yeah, he is. I think he's like Brandon Ayuk. He's yep. good. He's a really – he's a good fit. But something's clearly missing, right? I mean, there's just not uh, – this year especially, there's not a lot of explosion. So who's to blame then, right? If it's, if we think that CeeDee Lamb is not a number one bona fide in the class of Justin Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, who else did Sherman say? Like, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, whatever. Then – Who's to blame for this? Because I look at it and I say, I'm not going to blame Dak Prescott for this. We blame Dak for tons of stuff. I'm not going to blame him for this. I'm going to blame Jerry Jones, the general manager. I'm going to blame the front office who clearly didn't give them enough weapons. I mean, Brandon Cooks, listen, he's a great receiver. He's a very good receiver. There's a reason he's always available, isn't there? I am so confused by that guy. But yes, there is a reason probably. But I thought he was going to fix a lot of this with his speed. But he hasn't, which makes I blame... Mike McCarthy more than Jerry Jones. You watch that offense, it just doesn't move around like a Rams offense or the Niners offense. It feels like you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, we're not offensive masterminds. I feel like we could predict a lot of the play calling with Dallas. It just doesn't seem to be a lot of ingenuity, and guys are not really getting open for Dak Prescott, and the run game's not explosive or confusing at all. I feel like the NFL offense, Mike McDaniel specifically in Miami, it's evolving. And this Texas coast is not evolving at all. I think it's more on McCarthy than the personnel. I don't know. I mean, McDaniel, look at what he's got at his disposal. He might have, like, three of the fastest players in the entire league all on the offense. Yeah, but he just, when they run, they do a running play. Yeah. It feels like there's a little razzle-dazzle or something going on. Like, something's happening before the play. They're also calling, what did Sean McDermott said? Mike McDaniel's, like, borderline revolutionary offense. What's revolutionary about Mike McCarthy? That's not what you're getting. The way he's moving, guys, is even different than McVay. I think that's what's revolutionary is, like, oh, crap, this, this is coming at us. It's like a wall of speed, and they don't know where it's coming from. You're right. So you're saying that's because of Tyree Kill and all these guys. Yeah, the personnel. Yeah, but they got to try something in Dallas. Something is clearly not as easy as it should be. Like, they're playing the Chargers on Monday night, and they should be able to score 35 points, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just think the Chargers are going to look at the tape and be like, all right, if we just cover CD here, we're fine. (laughs) You know, there's not really a lot of different weapons there. It's funny. Tom Diesel, I feel like you think Dak is the problem on this one. I think Dak is mostly to blame here, but there's one person that I can completely rule out who used to get almost as much blame as Dak, and that's Kellen Moore because they kicked him out. Yeah. They couldn't wait to get him out. So I think it's mostly Dak here, but like it's wait, fair wait. to look at Mike McCarthy because you took over the play calling. You couldn't wait for Kellen Moore to be gone. Yeah, right. And this is supposedly what you do best. So I think it's getting closer to a 50-50 split between Dak and McCarthy. Well, yeah, but Diesel, what did Kellen Moore do against the Niners? Yeah, not a lot. The same exact thing as Mike McCarthy. I get it. I get it. But if you wanted the play-calling duties, and this is why Jerry Jones brought you in, because during COVID you were just watching games. You were watching (laughs) games after you got booted out of Green Bay. Yeah. I don't know why I can't look at Mike McCarthy here and say it's almost as much on you as it is Dak. No, I think it's fair that it should have looked better against San Francisco. Now, it's possible that with San Francisco, while everyone else wants to call themselves the 85 Bears or the second coming of the Legion of Boom or whatever, it's possible the 49ers might have an all-time great defense. So it's, you know, maybe nobody is going to be able to find a lot of wiggle room. And the 49ers offense and the 49ers is by offense. far the most explosive offense Dallas has seen. Yeah, I mean, at both sides of the ball is just rocking and rolling right now for San Francisco. But I do think 
that was the big litmus test, right? It was like, all right, you couldn't score against the 49ers in two straight playoffs, and now what's going to be different with McCarthy? And they got smoked again. Okay, that's all true. And I don't know how I got in this position, but I'll defend the Cowboys a little bit. They seem to be good against bad teams, except for Arizona. I mean, they destroyed the Patriots. They destroyed the Giants. The Jets, yeah. You might just want to win enough games, be 12-5 and one more time, and just hope, (laughs) just hope the Niners get all sorts of injuries. Okay, but you're that's not your getting a home field advantage at that point if yeah. the Eagles continue to but win. So. I, that's why I'm saying in three weeks they play the Eagles. That could be a real litmus test. Like if they can, if they, the Eagles have looked a little bit slower, a little bit off. They're 5-0, and but something is not the same as last year. The Cowboys, they obviously have a Niners problem, but maybe they'll get a little lucky and the Niners will take a step back. Because we've seen the Niners. What Nin- kind of a strategy is that's that? That's your best. <laughs> just hope McCaffrey gets hurt. Yeah, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like cut the brakes on his car? I, mean, I don't this, know. This, I, that's this some hope. Sense. That's some hope here. Because obviously the 49ers have their number in a huge way. And it seems to be getting worse, not better. It's like, what do you do? You like find out, you know, Brock Purdy is like living in an apartment with a roommate or something. You move in next door. You start drumming all late at night. Like you just have to disrupt something that the 49ers well, are doing. Well, the 49ers play the Eagles, and they better block a lot of guys. Is Brock Purdy going to be there for that divisional round playoff game against the Cowboys? I don't know. Maybe Kyle Shanahan shouldn't block Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end. I have yeah. no idea. I, you know, if you don't know our show yet, there's one, three things. Yes. That I will guarantee. There's two that Maggie guarantees. Don't bet against Joe Burrow. Don't bet on the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. My third is Sam Darnold's going to win a playoff game for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and Maggie thinks that Sam Darnold cannot do it. No. She's not a good quarterback. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think that when the, you say there's a long about way to our go. Show, those are like laws like that are basically yeah. like if we had tablets that have commandments, don't bet against Joe Burrow. Thou shall not bet on the Atlanta Falcons in any way. Meanwhile, did you see Joe Burrow? Now they're saying he's almost back to 100%. Yeah. Can we get an investigation? I mean, I love Burrow. I love the Bengals. This is not personal. But we're just all taking this at face value. Somehow you just magically got better. Why? With a Theragun on the sideline and so some what, stim? So what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking questions. But by the way, I, say say it was steroids or something. There's like a steroid that can fix a ruptured calf. I don't know. <laughs> it's the year 2023. I mean, there's got to be something for everything. I, don't, I feel like there could even be legal things for it. And it's a calf injury until... Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers didn't blow out his Achilles, yeah. then we would have been like, get out there, Joe Burrow. We're just in that <laughs> mindset now. I just don't know how you get better when you keep playing. It's like... What's the crazy. difference? You don't think this is a little like, wow, he was really hurt and he couldn't move around. And then all of a sudden he shows up to Arizona and it's like, no, nah, he's fine. And now he's 100%. It's like, no, nah, he's good. Well, yeah, yeah, calf injuries take, fine. what, three weeks? Okay, but I think it. I was told this could be a nagging injury that might and by be way, around him all year. He was pretty good. There was a there was a touch of limp last week. I, I mean, know, it could but it be nagging. A lot better. It yeah, I mean, better. when did he hurt it? Like th- August tenth or something? Yeah, like the third day of training camp. I would. All that being said, like it's not done. Done. I know he feels a hundred percent now. Can't you see him like Mahomes last year? How Mahomes hurt himself in the divisional round? Yeah. Every other game after that, he hurt himself again, and he still gutted out a Super Bowl win. Well, but that's because like you're you're so close to the prize, like you have to mm, gut it out. That's what's different. I think so. Well, also your ankle. I don't think Mahomes was risking long term injury, where Joe Burrow does have that risk. Anyways, do you, you like my? You don't like my Cowboys strategy? <laughs> Just be like, <laughs> yeah. guys, guys, get together, huddle around. We're gonna play our hardest. 
And we're just going to hope that the Niners <laughs> get hurt, and then we're going to the Super Bowl. No, it's like, all right, I've uh, instead of the X's and O's, we're not going to watch film today. I brought in this voodoo doll that we're yeah, yeah. going to poke <laughs> holes now in the voodoo doll. And Christian McCaffrey, we hope that he's just going to go down in a heap. That's as good as any strategy that Mike McCarthy's got in his playbook right now, Maggie. We have a witch doctor here. Come in, shaman. Uh, it's just watching that game on Sunday night. Micah Parsons, I know he said that the teams were close. I, I don't really feel that way. Especially if it's you on think? glass in San Francisco. Parsons seems to play a little better when he's on a fast track. This is a very bad situation. No, the Cowboys are in trouble, but who's more to blame? Well, not in trouble, in trouble. They're still going to win a lot of games, but who's to blame for the offense right now? Is it McCarthy? Is it Dak? Is it, as I think, Jerry Jones, the general manager, the personnel? Richard Sherman told you, CeeDee Lamb yeah. is not a true number one. He's cosplaying as a number one, and that's not going to be good enough here for the And Cowboys. Have you also seen uh, Dalton Schultz not being there, their tight end, that they yeah. couldn't afford him? People are talking about that a lot. Like, ooh, maybe they needed that guy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yes, sir. One more thing you have to know about Maggie. Maggie does not believe that it takes any preparation to jump in on the offensive line. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble again with the so, offensive line community. There could also be a problem that they rotate new offensive line. Like, their offensive line can't stay healthy. Well, they finally had everyone back against yeah. the 49ers, and it wasn't. It didn't look as good. Right, but it was their first game back. Right. Almost all of them are recovering from some form of injury. Yeah. So maybe... That all gets going, and they get some continuity. But didn't another guy get hurt? I feel like they cannot stay healthy on their O-line. I know, but see, that's the thing about offensive line injuries. It's funny. For some teams, it's like you blame it for everything, like the Giants right now. It's like, oh, my gosh, Daniel Jones. He is .2 seconds. His offensive line stinks. There's a... Then you have other teams where they're losing three offensive lines. Like, no, they just made up for it. Like, it's cool. They just, like, run different things and try to right. masquerade and, and use, you know, different – offenses and call different plays to try to, you know, duct tape and, and patch together the offense. Right. There was this thought out there amongst NFL podcasters specifically that Tom Brady showed that you can win with anybody on the offensive line because he got rid of the ball so quickly. He was so smart pre-snap that he knew exactly where to go and it gave so much protection to your offensive line. Yeah. But you're exactly right. Now... The Eagles have this amazing offensive line, and they're just mowing people down, and that's the way to win. So what's the answer here? I, I just think it's convenient for some teams, you know, where they lose one offensive lineman, it's like the season's over, you know? Or you'll see, like, you know, in Green Bay, it's like Bakhtiari's gone. What is it? Jenkins is gone. It's like, oh, my gosh, it just has no time. Jordan Love has mm. no time. And other teams just seem to navigate it a lot better, like the Miami Dolphins keep losing their left tackle, Teron Armstead, and Tua still is finding open receivers. Yeah. They're still having a robust run game. It's just, for some teams, it's debilitating, and for other teams, it's not. Yeah. By the way, we get to watch tonight to see where Kansas City Chiefs linemen line up if they're six oh feet behind the line of scrimmage. They fix some of that. But that line is a little weird, too. with Juwan Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, so uh, that should be fun. We can't do that again. It's going to drive everybody in the country insane. He's offsides on no, every he's, single No, he's moved it up, but that, but sometimes he sneaks back. Yeah, that's a that's actually a tumultuous offensive line situation as well. Uh, so, wait, can we just agree that we'll never figure out what an offensive line actually does here? Is that is that the theory? No, listen, I, I know exactly what the offensive line <laughs> does on every play. What I said was you can bring in a left tackle like mm. Jason Peters, and it should only take him a couple weeks, yeah. like a week or two, I said, to learn the offense and to get acclimated. Yeah. And meanwhile, I got Mark Schlereth got like Mar- blowing up my inventions. <laughs> McAfee wasn't happy with this. I know. The I the uh, 
uh, what's his name? Howie Longson, who plays offensive line. Uh, Chris or? Yeah, it was uh, not Chris, his brother. Uh, oh. Um, <sighs> He's on that other sports show. Former pitcher at Oregon. Kyle. Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle was mad at me. Oregon Duck. A duck on duck. I mean, that can't be. I'm part of the family now. Mike in Oak Ridge sent me this sweet sweatshirt today. I got this awesome coffee mug. Yeah. If Kyle knew that, he wouldn't be so mad at you for saying offensive linemen just jump in the line. Uh, they push, they push the guys players. around. Jeff Schwartz is not happy with me. Another Oregon duck. Another Oregon duck. You don't want the offensive line community mad at you. Just take it from me. 855-212-4CBS. The only time people have been more mad at me is when I said that Nick Sirianni shouldn't have his kids up on the podium after games. People were mad at that. Were they really? Yeah. They they said I was anti-kid. I'm like, well, first (laughs) of all, I have a kid. So if anyone could have the leg to stand on to be anti-kid, it would be me. Is it coaches, players, you don't like any of that? Don't like it. Be on the field, be in the confetti, be in all that stuff. You don't have to take them to the post-game interview in front of the media. What, What is that about? Yeah, I mean. What are we getting out of that? You're right, because a kid there would distract him from spouting out cliche after cliche <laughs> or just openly lying like they usually do at the press conference. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. What is the uh, people have been most mad at you? Tom Brady uh, as a system quarterback? Probably. Uh, Ladainian said- Tomlinson just runs for eight yards and falls down. That's a long story. <laughs> uh, oh, lots boy. of system takes. Uh, I'll have to think about that. I'll come back with that one. All right. Anyone else want to chime in? Tom, you've ever had people mad at you? Do you have the pitchforks out? How many people are mad at me on a daily basis? <laughs> Usually any time I turn the mic on. Bilotti? Uh Well, I do schedules around here, so you, you get some... You <laughs> that's get some a big one. Yeah. Oh, big can one. I yell at you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's face-to-face mad, too. That, that is. For the or most text part. Mad, or text mad. Ooh. Mean emoji? Uh, or, or, or blunt honesty. <laughs> By the way, Maggie, Bilotti told me his schedule... It is cruel and unusual. Oh his my! His own personal schedule. His own personal schedule, dude. You do not sleep. No, he's got no. a newborn. Of course, he's not sleeping. He's got a newborn, and he's got what a two-year-old, three-year-old, a three-year-old, three-year-old newborn. And you've been on this morning shift forever, and you still don't trust your alarm clock. No, I don't. I have three alarms. I have to set them off at, at random times throughout the night, and I have been getting up at the hour before for the last uh, maybe week and a half. Wait a minute. He's been last week it. and a half. That yeah. coincides perfectly from when Perloff and I took over. I know. You don't trust us. You don't think we're no, going to get up. I want to be on time. I want to be, be yeah. not late. So uh, it's probably anxiety in me. Ah, uh, dude, relax. It's fine. We're gonna. We're. We're. You don't have to. Just worry try and show up by hour three. You're fine. <laughs> uh, text us in when we have to read the better help. That's uh, right. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, got to turn the page to. Oh, our college coach getting very defensive. Does he have a right to be? You'll be the judge next. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Today's Thursday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The 4-1 Chiefs play hosts to Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and the Denver Broncos. FanDuel pins the defending Super Bowl champions as 10.5-point favorites. Tight end Travis Kelsey is listed as questionable with that ankle injury, but if if Taylor's there, he's got to play, right? This means he's playing. Oh, yeah. If Taylor Swift's in the building, he's got to play. Like, she wouldn't come if he was injured. I know she's in town celebrating his birthday is the uh, gossip. I was reading Us Weekly online. So they had a chill. As, as a, one does. Quote unquote chill night together. Yeah, I saw that too. Um but so I think I think, it was last week. Yeah, so I think I think he's playing. I to me this believe it or not, the most fascinating part is not Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. You basically have an entire team who's either trying out to stay with the Broncos or trying out for other teams in the NFL. <laughs> because the it's Broncos good time to do it. The Broncos get blown out, trade everybody on Monday. Or no, you have a you have a ten day window here. Yeah. Just get rid of Everybody. Everyone except Patrick Sertain and Russell Wilson because the cap hits too big. Anybody else, name a player on that team you would keep. There's not a single one. Not one. Go maybe Garrett Bowles. Yeah, I mean, I want to keep maybe some of my offensive linemen. I also just, like, signed a lot of guys in free agency. So. Uh, get rid of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I just flip them like a house. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, got to get to Lincoln Riley here because we got a big game this weekend. USC travels to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Here was Lincoln Riley uh, he claims that the USC defense is better than people realize. This is a much improved unit. There, there is no question about it. Everybody in the media had their mind made up. All right. Now, now I won't generalize. A lot of people in the media had their <laughs> mind made up that the first second there was any adversity this year, saying, "Oh my God, you know, should have done this and they should have made this change," and blah blah blah. And it's and it's not true. Like, listen, you're going to go through the whole year. You're going to have a tough game. Like, you're going to have a tough quarter. Do you respond? Right? Do you show continued growth? And that's going to continue to be written throughout the entire year. But there's a lot of great things happening here. And we'll own the, we'll own the things that need to get better. But people need to, to make sure they're seeing the other side of it as well. Okay. Not going to disagree that they are improved. But that's a low bar. I mean, USC's defense a year ago was like, all, I mean, really bad. So they've made some improvements, Perloff. And now he wants to take victory laps. Back-to-back weeks, they've given up 41 points to their opponents. Mm. Yeah, but who have they played, though? That's one of the reasons the defensive numbers are up, because they've had a weak schedule. I mean, Arizona State's awful. Stanford's awful. I guess Arizona's okay. Colorado gashed them, and they're probably not as good. So I I don't even know that the defense is actually better. I know the numbers are better. But let's see. uh, This week with the rain, I think they're going to get a pass. 
But might, I, yeah, I disagree. I mean, first of all, I Lakey getting a little defensive here makes me wonder, like, how many, ta- how long is he going to be at USC? Because they seem to keep on running this problem. I don't think they're going all the way this year. I've seen way too much vulnerability. I, they've been their three, two and a half point favorites. I mean, uh, underdogs this yeah. week. Feels like there's some L's there. I just wonder, like. You know, is he going to be tempted to say, "Let's me and you, me and you, Caleb, let's go to the NFL"? And do you think that be possible, or do you think this is a really a long term marriage? Well, I mean, did it work out that great for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray together? Well, they weren't; they were never really together in the first place. So. No, but that was like the marriage, right? It was yeah. like we're going to bring this guy, and he's going to—he's been in college for so long, and he, we're going to bring him to Arizona, and Kyler's there, and he'll get the best out of Kyler Murray. But has there ever been a college coach? And a quarterback who are a package. I thought that Mike Sherman, Sherman and, and Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill were together. Yeah. That's the one. But he I, didn't take over as the head coach of the Dolphins. I believe he went to be the offensive coordinator, right? I, I might think be misremember right. that. D cells on it. Um yeah. here's the other thing. You're right. I think the difference that I've noticed a little bit with USC this year is Caleb Williams has just got to do a lot. And he's mm. really good. So he can do all of that, but he's doing a ton of scrambling, keeping drives alive. And then he, when he does make any mistakes, you know, USC hasn't really had to pay for them yet. We'll see if that changes. Well, I mean, I Drew mean, Pine threw for three touchdowns against this USC defense last year. I think that, you know, Sam Hartman's going to have a little bit better shot. Has Caleb Williams made a mistake yet this year? I mean, he's had the, he had the one bad interception against Colorado, but it didn't end up mattering. That's his one interception on the year. He's 22 <laughs> touchdowns and one interception. Has it only been one? I thought he threw another one against Arizona. Uh, yeah, no, Caleb Williams is... Is is sick. I think this game is obvious, right? Like Notre Dame. I, I don't even throw a single. If it's raining like we expect, just get that three hundred and fifty pound back. Audrey Gasway, just pound USC. Uh, it feels like this is a real chance for Notre Dame to to jump back in here. Being at home, I, I'm not. I'm not so into USC. I think the two better teams are playing on Saturday. I think uh, Washington Oregon is the power. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome one. I mean. Yeah. That should be that's that's gonna be more entertaining football, right? This is gonna be the Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and then also now that I got my sweet Oregon Ducks sweatshirt here that was sent to me by Mike in Oak Ridge, it was kind enough to send me some duck swag. I mean, and that Oregon State offense offensive line, it's like they can just lean on you too. So like Oregon. Bo Nix Oregon, sorry, yeah. I say Oregon State, sorry. Yeah. Oregon offensive line can just lean on you and so you can because Bo Nix gets the ball out so quickly, you've got that as a weapon, and you can run the ball. Like I know the Washington defense has been good. I don't think this defense is as good as last year. So I, I'm i feeling good about my Ducks. On the road, though, is going to be very tough. What do we got to spread here? It's, uh, is it three uh, or two and a half? So Washington's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't – that is all I understand. I just want to see both quarterbacks have like six touchdowns in the NFL. Like uh, immediately, like any team that plays bad on Sunday, just start linking them to Penix and Knicks. <laughs> just, just start moving ahead here. Pencil them in. Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Good morning, Bogus. Hello again. So just 84 regular season wins, the lowest seed in the NL bracket, and now the Diamondbacks are perfect in the postseason. Five games, five wins, a three-game sweep. The Dodgers. Thanks to last night's 4-2 final in Arizona. Some rookie season for Corbin Carroll. We talked about it all year. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people will say it is like, all you got to do is get in, right? And, and we got in. And, you know, just some, some 
truly magical things have happened so far. Like hitting four solo homers in the third inning off Lance Lynn last night, the first four homer frame in postseason history. I mean, do we need the fourth one, Dave Roberts? I mean, pull Lance Lynn from the game. When the guy gets a redo because they thought the home run went out for Marte and it was like just foul, then a couple pitches later actually hit a no-doubter home run. Maybe that's the time to yank Lance Lynn. P.S. My nine-year-old last night gave up his first over-the-fence home run. It was very oh, jarring. No. Yeah, he was okay, okay though. Okay, okay. Yeah, it he, happens. That's what I said. But he's in a in a fall league where there's a big age gap, so he's not even 10 yet, and this kid was 12 yeah. and was tall and strong. Okay. Like mustache. That's what Basically. you always say. Okay. You draw the line when you're a 12-year-old with a mustache. I'm going to be he, honest, folks. Excuses. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what on. I said afterwards. Ouch. Was it one of those ones where it was such a long I mean, home run that the right fielder didn't even turn around to see where it landed? Uh, <laughs> well, thankfully, the other nine-year-olds, I don't think, understand that like trajectory yet. <laughs> so the kid ran back to the fence. But it was, I mean, it was staggering. Was wow. there a yeah. top parent uh, there, uh, as you would see in some uh, of those games? No, I don't remember any of their adults getting that. He was freaking out, the kid that hit it. Oh. And, the, and the other kids were... But I don't remember a parent like doing any kind of flexing. Wait, did the kid bat flip or anything when you say he was freaking out? No, when he came back to the dugout, they were all going nuts. And he all of a sudden, I heard him yell, I need the ball. And he went like running down the side oh, of the field. Oh, a big deal. All right, showboating. Yeah. Oh, I watched there. I played baseball until seventh grade. I've never hit it over any fence. Oh, I never did either. That would be the, the thrill of once. a lifetime. Oh, my God. I That's one athletic achievement I would love to do. Hit a major league home run. <laughs> It's also the hardest thing to do in sports that they say. Um, I'd also like to score a goal in the World Cup. Those are those are on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so bogus. Well, that's good that your son didn't like get that down on himself. That's a yeah. sign of a good athlete. Got to shake it off. He was like stunned that it went o- when it went over, and then kind of laughed about it. And then after the game, I'm like, dude, everyone gives him up. Like even Jacob Degrom does. He goes, he's hurt all the time. I'm like, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Wait, did uh, <laughs> did good he argument. continue to pitch okay, or was that was that it? Did he get pulled? Uh, he was well. They they're only pitching one. The coach decided everybody pitches an inning, so he got his. He pitched the first no. inning, and that was it. Did yeah, he bullpen game? Did he, uh, did he brush off the next guy after the home run? That's what I remember. <laughs> you said that's when you throw it high and fast and inside. So he did, but by accident. <laughs> that, that's more of a lack of accuracy than the actual meant to throw over his head. But our coach was like, "Way to brush him back." I'm like, I don't think you should say that. The, did the coach said that. Oh my god! That's Way great. to brush him back. Uh, give him the chin music. I love it. Oh, my God. If that was my kid that he brushed back, I'd be waiting for that coach in the parking lot. Totally. Uh, The Dodgers, meanwhile, losing last night, joined the 63 Yankees as the only 100-win teams to never even lead in a playoff series. Mookie Bet did not have a hit in 11 at-bats. I felt like I uh, prepared the right way, and um, I just did not execute anything. Um, And got to tip your cap to them. They pitched the ball really great. Uh, We didn't score very many runs, but, uh, again, I just want to... I, I didn't do anything to help the team. Freddie Freeman, not much better. One for 10. Brave bats Eek. quiet again, losing 10-2 on the road to fall into a 2-1 hole in their DS. Thankfully, Spencer Strider starts game four tonight at wow. 8.07 oh Eastern. <laughs> you know, another way to phrase Braves bats quiet, Phillies pitchers have outstanding night. And the <laughs> ALCS is complete after the Astros <laughs> knocked out the Twins 3-2 in game four at Target Field. Seven consecutive seasons now they'll play for the AL pennant starting Sunday with the Rangers in Houston. Last night, Jose Abreu went deep for the third time in two days. Jose Urquidy and three relievers combined for the three-hitter.
This doesn't feel like the night the Broncos will beat the Chiefs for the first time since September of 2015. The AFC West rivals meeting at Arrowhead on Thursday night football. KC has won four in a row since its opening night loss to the Lions. And yes, TMZ is reporting Taylor Swift will be there tonight. It is Giants and Bills in primetime on Sunday. That might have been ugly with Daniel Jones under center, but the New York QB did not practice yesterday, still sore after hurting his neck in last weekend's loss in Miami. You know, the one thing, I'm sorry, the one thing I'm concerned about that from the Bills' perspective is Dayball knows Josh Allen better than anybody. Like, is that possible? I know the Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. But like you get, get the, to Allen, the whole thing falls apart. Right. I think the giant personnel then becomes the issue. that He might know what to do to slow Josh yeah. Allen down, but can his guys actually do it? So, And if Jones is out, that's Tyrod Taylor. And woo. Yeah. Are you I, kidding? That's I, a huge upgrade for the Giants. I was right? going to say, Tyrod Taylor is responsible for some really good memories. <laughs> no, I was going to say, if you're Buffalo. Before Josh Allen got there. Yeah. If you're Buffalo, you definitely want to see Jones in this case, I would think. Definitely. Oh, but man. Taylor got. Now I'm nervous. I, yeah, he is playing. He got. Uh, Nick All right, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces taking a 2-0 lead in the best of five WNBA finals with a 104-76 route of the Liberty in Vegas. Asia Wilson with 26 points and 15 boards. If he keeps playing like this, he might be able to upgrade from Olivia Rodrigo to uh, Kardashian. Drop past Donato to Bernard. Bottom of the right circle. Tough angle shot. Save made. Rebound. He scores! Connor Bernard's first National Hockey League goal. He did it on a wraparound. He beat Olmark to the near post, and Bedard slipped it in behind him for the first National Hockey League goal of his career. May it be the first of a thousand. It's one nothing Hawks. John Weideman on Chicago Radio Career. Did you watch that one? I did. Because I'm also a Bruins fan because I know the coach is awesome. I thought Monty. you were a Chicago fan yesterday. I'm both. I'm both of my teams were playing. And yeah, the, let alone and the Flyers. Flyers are, yeah. The Flyers are good. I got to tell you, but I was wrong about it's not about Connor Bedard dating somebody. It's not about him winning Stanley Cup. ESPN being back in the mix. I talked to more friends who are not hockey fans who watch that opening game. I'm sorry, they are marketing this thing up, and it's totally working. Nothing's going to be able to I, yeah. make up for. He just needs a celebrity girlfriend. Celebrity uh, girlfriend, and we're all in. Look at the Taylor Swift. We're talking about it all the time. Yeah, but if Taylor Kelsey. Swift, you know, when Chloe, or no, I'm sorry, Kim Kardashian dated Chris Humphreys. All of a sudden, the ratings didn't go up for Chris Humphreys games because no one knew where he played or whatever. Uh, where did he play? Was he Minnesota? The Nets. Okay, yeah. but anyway, I don't. I think the ESPN is making NHL bring it back because I, everybody who's been watching Connor Bedard. <laughs> Do, don't you guys? Have you guys? Noticed? You're a hockey guy, bogus. Yeah, I mean, people were pumped up the other night. Absolutely. Yeah. And then last last night was just a local broadcast. No, it was on TNT last night, right? It was on TV. Yeah. yeah. No, it I was just, on TNT. On TNT. Yeah. I just want to track. How long Perloff is actually watching every Blackhawks game? No, I don't this think you can keep this up. No, 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 no. This was was random. But I will follow Connor Bedard. Obviously, uh, Bruins. I would hope that they could set the all time win record and actually win a playoff series. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in hockey. I'm into it. I'm into it. By the way, when you're done, I have a, I have a hypothetical I'm question done, for you. So far, fire away. Okay. okay, since you won't mention Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. I just have to throw out this tweet real quick. Okay. I'm gonna, and you guys have to answer this, and it's going to be impossible, and you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it at all. When we, this is from my friend Peter Burns at ESPN. When we are talking about living up to the hype, is Bryce Harper top three in the modern era? Talking about players you heard a ton about coming up and absolutely lived up to the hype. Number one, Tiger. Number two, LeBron. Is Bryce Harper number three? Wow. Find somebody you could top that. Maybe Connor Bedard will be that guy. Maybe Connor McDavid. Well, Sidney Crosby is. Yeah. No, no, but 
Mm. Is that uh, when did he come in? Two thousand three, yeah. four, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and he was supposed to be the thing. Yeah, and, he and he's was. got three cups oh. and points and other awards. He's the thing. Oh, Tani. Oh, oh. good That's one. That's a great so one. So good. But Although you it's could argue complete. But Tiger and LeBron had a high school hype, so maybe Otani coming over later in life makes it a different, different kind of situation. There was a lot of hype, though. It's like here's this guy, and he can pitch and hit, and he's like six foot five. But he was twenty five, though. Yeah, but it was like yes, it wasn't high school hype, but it like, was hype. Like if Sebastian Telfair had ended up being right, uh, right. the cover of Sports Illustrated and great player. Wait, Sidney Crosby. When was how old was he for his first SI cover? Do you think that I don't know? Said the kid, probably young. Yeah, but I mean, it was a huge deal to get right. the number one pick that year because All he right. was legendary. Will you give Bryce Harper four? He's on the list, one hundred percent. Mike Trout four. No, Trout was Trout wasn't even a high pick, was yeah, he? Yeah, he wasn't. But he but he was very highly regarded when he came up. Hmm. But 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 when he got to the point of being a major leaguer, he was not drafted to be Mike Trout. Hmm. I think is the is the point here. Like he was not. Hmm. We were not following him in high school in New Jersey. Yeah, like uh, baseball players, like remember that guy Hunter Green, and like some yeah, yeah, a Green. few baseball players have this hype coming in, and most of them do not Strasburg. work at all. Yeah, Strasburg. Strasburg was, was oh, he was huge. He yeah. kind of delivered. Did he deliver? A bit. Well, I mean, he won a, a World Series, but I think, and he just retired. Oh, right? I'll tell you one who can do it now: Wembenyama. Well, Wemby. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much hype. I was gonna say, this is gonna sound dated. There was so much hype around Andrew Wiggins. Do you guys mm. not remember? Because he was yeah, like he's from number Canada. One. Maple Jordan. But not like Wembenyama. No, not Andrew like Luck? Uh, Zion. Good. Zion. Zion had a lot of hype. He's yeah. in a YouTube, he's YouTube had come along in but his high school. But it hasn't panned out. Like, for the other guys we're talking about, it's definitely panned out. For Zion, it hasn't yet. Yeah, I mean, Zion's probably better than Wiggins, though. Zion set the record. I think he had points and rebounds as a rookie. He was like 27 and 12. Caleb Williams is going to be a big one, especially if he wins the Heisman second time. Well, Arch. Arch is Arch. real. That's yeah. I think you got to. I think for this category, it's got to be high school hype, and Arch is at the top of the list. We got a couple coming down the pike here between Arch. We'll see what Zion can do. Wembenyama, a couple guys. TBD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some hype guys. I Bryce Harper though. It's doing it for a while now. That's rare. I mean, LeBron, by the way, so much hype exceeded in many ways the hype. Same with Tiger. But yeah. yes, LeBron, definitely. Yeah, and if, if we're going to throw a Tiger, yeah. then Serena and Venus deserve to be on that Oh, man, there was too. so much hype around them. It was wait. like Venus started, and they were like, wait a minute, but her sister, younger sister, is even better. And people yeah. are like, even better? Venus just won Wimbledon. It turns out Serena but wait, was wait. better. But was the hype before she won Wimbledon, or was the hype because she won Wimbledon? No, no, the no, hype before. was, they were these... I saw the movie. Like, I saw Compton, the events. You know, yeah, there was a lot of story. attention, but they weren't like Tiger where they were the known, like these people are going to win. Nobody knew they were going to win 40 Grand Slam titles. But partly because he didn't let them play a lot. They were kind of this unknown, like mm. secret commodity. Like they would only appear every once in a while and then kick butt. You know who got a lot of hype? Maggie Gray at Nike camp. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, or was it? Victor we- Webb and Yama. <laughs> <laughs> what camp were you at? You were one of those fancy camps, right? Mm-hmm. I that was. Bob Terry? Uh, no, I went to Chris Everett's camp. Chrissy Everett. Oh. And I Chris did Everett. go to the Rick Massey camp. Rick Macy, the Serena Williams person. In Florida? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I was, no joke, I was in high school. I went to this fancy camp in Florida during my spring break from upstate New York. I was beaten straight up, head-to-head, by an eight-year-old. 
<laughs> I was right. 17 at the time. That's how you learn. How good was he? He was so good. He was an academy kid. He was like living there. Kid didn't miss. Uh, did he become a pro or anything? Never heard from him again. That's Kicked <laughs> my butt. That was Andy Roddick. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. We'll get to Daily Dion. We'll do that next. Don't move. Dion, this one, by the way, we agree with this 100%. Dion's never been more on point than he was yesterday. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're the new morning show right here on CBS Sports Radio. So thanks for getting up. Uh, Let's get to our shot of the day, shall we? And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Well, today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show came earlier. Our guest, Mike Golick Jr., Notre Dame alum. Well, we got into a conversation about current Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman and his awesome hair. It is distracting, though. Sam's done a really good job of cultivating a lot of follicle growth. And now it's gotten to a point where he's probably achieved I'd say the height of this look, and everyone else just has to kind of bask in the glory of it. But how's the rain going to affect his hair for all those cutaway yeah. shots? You think it's going to be good? Not the passing game so much, but how does it affect the hair? I had a friend describe him as unnaturally wet to me during games, so I think it's only going to – it will at least run off that. It'll be naturally wet. The rain will be the thing soaking it. But, yes, it's kind of where he's been trending already. Jeez, beautiful. Unnaturally wet is something I didn't think I'd hear at 7.15 in the morning. Uh, Sam Hartman, it is gorgeous. It's it's almost like, because he's got the hair and he's got the beard, and it's so perfectly folded in. It's like grown man stuff. Like It makes yeah. it look like he's about 38. He is about 38. <laughs> <laughs> it's college football. How old do you think he is? Uh, seriously, how old is he? 24? 25? Something like that. He's 24. So he's basically the same age as Justin Fields, older than Trey Lance. There you go. Uh, I, I'm kind of bummed about this because I want to see USC's defense be totally porous. I wanted a 52-49 game. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's the forecast is for the rain. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I feel like meteorologists have been a little bit off, like more but, than normal lately. But they've been, it's funny, in my area, they haven't been able to predict rain. They, they're like, oh, there's a 40% chance of rain, and then it's like Noah's Ark territory. Yeah, <laughs> your area, like we don't all live here. <laughs> in my neck of the woods. Well, there was this famous rain in New York two weeks ago. You guys yeah. didn't get it at all. We uh, got, Yeah, I mean, we got a lot, but not as much. We got seven and a half inches, the wettest day in New York City history, and they said partly cloudy, so it was, <laughs> something was off. But I feel like this could be rainy, and I feel I like their name in this one. I, because of the rain and just the, the running, this is going to be old-school smash-mouth football. And is USC built for that at all? Well, listen, now that I am an Oregon Duck fan, I don't think I can actually root for USC. I think it's in the bylaws, and I'm not allowed to do that. But for the purposes of this show, I will take USC. I'm, I'm, I am very worried about the, the defense, as everyone is. It's not just a media narrative here, Lincoln Riley. It is a, uh, it's an actual thing. You give up tons of points. Well, I think we can all celebrate the the Pac-12 season, just 
There should be a 30 for 30 on how awesome these kids. There are so many good players in the Pac-12. I can't remember this for years, and it's all going away. Speaking of the Pac-12, let's hear from Deion Sanders. Daily. Do you believe in that? Deion. you believe in that? This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So here was Deion Sanders. They're in the Pac-12 for now. Colorado leaves for the Big 12 next year. Deion Sanders was talking about late kickoffs now that he's in the Pac-12. Makes these 8 o'clock games. That's the dumbest I thing know. ever. I know. I know. It's those fellas the over the stupidest television. stupidest thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up to 8 o'clock for a darn game? You wait till we do what it. What about the West Coast? Yes. I mean, the East Coast. Do they even care about ratings or anybody watching it? I don't. Uh, you, you wait what till are we supposed to do with – I'm sorry, I'm bidding. What are we supposed <laughs> to do with the kids all day until 8 o'clock? Yeah. Wait till we're on the road. Yeah, what are we supposed to yeah. do all day until 8 o'clock? So what are you supposed to do in the hotel? Yep. What, what are you supposed to do all yep. day? If when we have a game like that on the road, we get home at 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. yeah thank God we're not going to be in this uh, conference. <laughs> oh, and a little shot there at the end. is Dion on his uh, weekly coaches show. I agree with that. Saying what everybody else is thinking. Now, listen, if you're on the West Coast, I get it. We love our West Coast audience. 8 o'clock kickoff, it's nice. You get a little, you know, evening yep. football. But unfortunately... For a lot of the country, 11 o'clock kickoff stinks. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really need to see Stanford at all, so that's okay in this uh, in this case. By the way, do you remember off the top of your head where Stanford's going next year? It's so a- The ACC. ACC. <laughs> I had to right. think. I had to dig deep for that. Yeah, a- Stanford, I, I guess they're going to be a basketball school now. Stanford I, and Cal. Yeah, Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Oh, right, SMU. So, I, I, because I think, I was wondering, how did Stanford get so bad? They used to be good when I was a kid, like four years ago. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, like, Stanford's, like, the worst team in the, the conference. So, you, you know, I feel bad, though. When you do say it, like, we get to watch 8 o'clock football on the East Coast. Shouldn't the West Coast get an opportunity to do that? They should, but I get where Dion's coming from. Like, what do you do with the kids all day sitting around in the hotel room? I've always wondered. It's like, not everyone's a napper. You yeah, know? but there's high school football plays at seven, six, seven, and eight o'clock all the time. Yeah, but you're home, you're at your house. This is like if you're at a hotel somewhere in Palo Alto. I don't. Every every sporting event starts at seven thirty, eight o'clock. I mean, I know, but like when you're like, home, is yeah. it a little different than when you're just hanging around a hotel? What about college basketball? Yeah, same. What do they do all day? Go through a walkthrough, play video games, you scroll sh- on the internet. Study? What do they do all day at home? What do you think study. they're doing? What, what's the difference? L-O-L. Nobody's studying. First of all, it sounds awesome to spend a day in a hotel with your teammates on the road. Yeah, you cause trouble. Yeah, that's exactly. You run around, it. you play with Pull the vending the machines. Alarm, yeah, yeah Get go, ice. In the pool. <laughs> go in the pool. I think kids will love it. It's better than the. Uh, it's not a weekend trip to Sesame Place. It's they're there to play a football game. It's way better than a 10 a.m. start. Those are nuts. I like it. Get up and go. Yeah, but if play. you're an actual football player and if you're an audience member who wants to get drunk, 10 a.m. is a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's not something we're going to solve today. we got to say goodbye. Thank you to Tom DeCelestino. Thank you to Pete Bellotti. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan, to Andrew Bogish. The Weedos and the coffee drinkers in the chat. You guys always bring it. The callers as well. Our guests, Michael Jr. and Tom Palacero. If you missed any part of the show, Maggie and Perloff podcast, Chef's Kiss. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.